We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie and Heather. How's it going? I'm tired. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Anything? Tonight, yeah, I do. Even though I'm not in the actually in the mood, believe it or not. Barefoot Pinot Grigio. I have some leftover. I'm drinking it. Nice. Yes. I feel kind of silly. I stared at this bottle of wine for the longest time. And I was like, what the heck is this called? It's like, I don't see the name of it anywhere. It was just like a very simple label and it had a big check mark on it. The name is Czech Wine. <laughs> How did you figure that out? Because I don't think I would have figured it out. I had to read the tiny little print on the back of it. So it's Czech Wine and it's a red blend and it's really good. Okay. I always love your little glasses. Your grandmothers, aren't they? Yep. They're smoked crystal. Love it. So they're clear, but they have like a I think black smoked, tint to them. I think smoked is in style. It's coming back because it I is. think she got these back in like the 40s or 50s. Nice. So tonight we are continuing season one of Supernatural. And yes. we're going to discuss episodes six through ten. Oh, yeah. I feel like we have a lot to say. Oh, I got lots of notes. I wrote a lot of notes for oh. episode six, and then I just started to dwindle. <laughs> I kept watching all of the other episodes. <laughs> well, we can start out. We'll start with episode six. We'll go in order. So episode six is Skin, and it takes place in St. Louis, Missouri. Sammy gets an email from one of his classmates that her brother has been arrested for killing his girlfriend, but she insists that he's innocent because she was with him at the time of the murder. But they have him on video entering the house right before the girlfriend is killed. Mm -hmm. So Sam and Dean go to St. Louis, Missouri to try to see what they can help her out with. The woman's name is Rebecca and the brother is Zach. And this also has a now famous-ish person by the name of Peter Shinkoda, who has starred in Daredevil, The Predator, Falling Skies, amongst other things. You're so good at, like, realizing that. Well, some people just stand out. And it's like what you say. They're just those actors who have starred in everything. So you're like, I know who they are, but I don't know their name. Yeah. With the help of IMDb, I'm able to write down their names and then see what they start in that might be popular so our listeners know where else they have been. So I'm assuming, because I don't know him by you saying his name, is he the guy who also gets framed for trying to murder his wife, I think it is? Exactly. Yeah. So when they get into town and they start to investigate what happened with Zach and if they can like figure out that if he's innocent from killing his girlfriend Emily another man comes home to find his wife being tortured like tied up all bloody in the house and he gets arrested for her attempted murder but he says that he walked mm-hmm. in and saw himself it's so it's so I know it is just so 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 crazy can you imagine it, it, I, I want to say when I saw one particular scene, I immediately remembered, okay, this is why I would say almost every single week, why am I watching this while I'm eating? Oh, yeah. 
Supernatural had their gruesome moments for prime time. I for, for on like local TV prime time. Yeah, we won't mince words. Basically, there is a shapeshifter who he sheds his skin mm. and Mm-mm. takes on the appearance of someone else. And it's the episode being gross. called Skin. <laughs> yeah, his skin is all gooey and nasty and gross. <laughs> and, and the crackling and the oh my god. Oh. Yeah, like when he takes over, spine. when he becomes Dean, and mm. then like he goes to shapeshift out of Dean, mm. it's gross. Oh my god, yes. I'm like, I have my eyes closed just envisioning it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Open your eyes, crazy. Open your eyes. Look at the box in front of you. As the investigation is taking place. These things get convoluted real quick. <laughs> yeah, they discover that this person, this shapeshifter, if you call call them a person, I guess they used to be a person. They are getting around through the sewers. So that's why it looks like they're entering a house, killing the person and then not leaving because they're going out through the sewer. So they go down there and they think that they're going to capture it. But then the tides turn and it shapeshifts and into Dean. Dean. And really... And it's not just shape-shifting, it's the memories as well, yeah. which so I be- didn't remember the first time around. I didn't either. So they take, he the, the creature takes on the shape of the person, so it becomes Dean. And then while it's in Dean's body, you find out they have to keep the person alive. Like, they can't kill someone and take over their looks because they have to have, like, a connection. A connection, yeah. Don't do they call it, like does Dean say it's like the Vulcan mind or something? When he's in the shape of Dean, he knows what's going on in Dean's head, and so he tries to use that to manipulate Sammy. I think that this episode is the start of us really getting to, even though it, you know, things were brought up in the first five episodes, but we're really starting to see the relationship, the feelings. The relationship between Sam and Dean and and their dad and the feelings between Sam and Dean, how they feel about each other. So all of these things that Dean was saying to Sam, it was just like, I guess I didn't write down anything specifically, but it was just, you know, a a low blow here and there or everywhere. Yeah, you're right. And then when he's talking to Rebecca, like when the creature is Dean, and he's talking to Rebecca about the creature. He's talking about like, oh, I really understand him. And he used to be human. And he was like, um, he was different than everybody else. And so he had to mask who he was to, to try to fit in and stuff like that. And like, you could tell like he was really, that Dean and him both like kind of felt that way. Like they mm-hmm. felt different. So you got like insight into what Dean was feeling and what was going exactly. on with Dean. Because he always tries to put on a front. He tries to be like the tough guy, but, you know, he does these things. Not only is it because it's a job, but it's because he cares. Because if not, he w- wouldn't have to do it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I wrote down that when uh, Dean was having that conversation with Rebecca, he talked about how the creature was born human, but was different. He was hideous and hated until he learned to be like someone else. Feel for the shapeshifter. Yeah, you but do. He needs to not torture women. Like, yeah, well, th- I, you know, I, I, hello, I saw the episode and I don't remember, like, why did he become a shapeshifter and why was he attacking women? Like, they was never... he insecure or something? Is each shapeshifter different? Dean as the shapeshifter or the shapeshifter as Dean 
is saying all he wants is for someone to love him. So maybe he's trying to impersonate the boyfriends or the but husbands. He's, but he's beating the crap out of the women. So how does that make any sense to me? But maybe it's not starting off that way. Because we see this a little bit when he first takes over a scene, Sam realizes. Like he, he suddenly realizes that's not Dean. Maybe he's trying to be those people. And then when the significant other starts to realize, it switches to like a torture thing. Interesting. That might explain it. Otherwise, if that's not it, then they don't explain it. I was going to talk about Sammy Mm -hmm. and how Dean was kind of surprised. And I don't know why. Well, not surprised. He was just like, why don't your friends know about your life? Yeah, they're and, not and supposed I'm, to tell anyone. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not, and I'm like, and I, I wrote down, friends don't know about Sam's life. Should they really? Why would Dean support him telling the truth? Doesn't that out them? And I put out in quotes. So is Dean just being hard on Sammy just to be hard on Sammy? Because Sammy has never wanted to be a part of that life, right? So yeah. this is so. This is like verification, like proof that, okay, Sammy really doesn't talk about his family. Like he doesn't even bring this up. But why Why would he bring up that to his family? Maybe. I mean, not to his family, to his friends. Maybe Dean is trying to say like, you're just as much of a hypocrite as I am. Because I think it was in like the episodes one through five. Wasn't. Yeah, I'm remembering this now. Sam was giving him crap for, like, being deceitful with, like, the credit card schemes and the fake stories and this and that. So maybe it was, like, Dean being like, hey, you're trying to call me out for this shit that I'm doing over here, but you're doing the same thing, but with your friends. But he's supposed to be doing that with his friends. I know. And Dean is supposed to be doing that because... But I think he's he's giving him a hard time because he's his brother and he's going to be like, oh, you're going to give me shit? I'm going to give you shit right back. They always give each other shit. They always give each other shit. And is this the first city that they've ever worked in? I don't think they did a lot of cities throughout the 15 years. So when they said St. Louis, I thought, oh, wow. I mean, besides where Sammy was, wherever in California. But I don't even think that was a city. Yeah, it's all, so far, it's been, like, like just Lawrence, Kansas, Blackwater Ridge, Colorado, Lake Montauk, which I think was Wisconsin. Yeah. Bloody Mary was in Toledo, Ohio. That's a city city? Yeah, I would say Toledo is a city. Okay. It's not a huge one, but it's definitely a city. Sorry, okay. Toledo people. Not to, like, skip all the way to the end, but I thought it oh, was please. really kind of funny crazy that they pinned everything on dean yes and at first i didn't catch it but then i realized at the end because they killed the creature it stayed in dean's form and so they had like they had an out yeah they had an out they blamed everything on i (sighs) and like dean made a comment be like oh i'm so sad like that i'm gonna miss the chance to go to my own funeral and that's when I was like, oh, because I wrote down, do they ever go back to St. Louis? Dean's on the run. Nick's that. Dean killed Dean. <laughs> like, hello. And I wrote, did they call the cops? Why would Sam say 
he would go check in on Rebecca, she would have freaked. Oh, because of Dean. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now I understand why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, Dean, she didn't know, of course, that he was a shapeshifter, Dean. But yeah. for him to go... I just felt like it was bold, but that's just like the things that they have to do, like to like want to go see somebody, actually go see somebody. And there's just so much going on with that individual that they might have caused something to have them be upset at them. Whereas their job to protect everyone and that's his friend. So he does want to go and check in on her. But child. There's some pretty bold things that happen. Anything else to say about skin? I think that was all I had for skin i think we can go on to episode seven i have no notes for seven or eight okay so episode seven was hook man that one was so messed up so that takes place eastern ohio university and there's Lori, who is the daughter of a reverend she goes out on a date and her and her boyfriend they go to park before they go to this party and a hook man comes there's like a series of like this hook man coming and like killing people. He ends up killing her roommate. He tries to kill her father. And so the guys come and they're trying to like figure out what's going on. They realize he's this old preacher, Jacob Carnes from 1862, who went and killed a whole bunch of prostitutes, as they called him back then. It's like the legend of the hook man. And it was really creepy. It was very creepy. Taking someone and hanging them upside down was definitely not the way to start an episode, but that's just what it is, right? Um, Hey, it gets you in there. Exactly. This starred Dan Butler, who was in Frasier, Silence of the Lamb. I saw him. I was just like, oh, I know that guy. But of course, I didn't know the name. Who was he in this? He was the reverend. He was the dad. Oh, uh, uh, he did look Re- familiar. What's, his, what's her name? Rebecca? Lori. Rebecca was the last episode. Oh, my bad. Okay. Lori. <laughs> and then Lori Jane McGregor. She's, you know, I, I, you know, she had an important role on the thing. So I uh, looked her up. She was on 4400 Snowpiercer. Oh, yeah. And that Alf Humphreys, that's like the, the sheriff. He looked familiar too. And he starred in X2 X-Men United. Okay. That's like the only thing that I recognized. Well, the L word. Like I think a lot of a lot of these individuals tend to be in like multiple television shows and movies. Yeah, they're like it's working hard to narrow actors. down. Yeah, like you say, yes, working actors. That sheriff was pretty funny because he just he kept like harassing the guys like he kept being like you guys are around with all these murders like you need to like stop just because yeah. they just happen to be there like, leave them that alone. makes them suspicious no but that makes it suspicious like, yes, come on now. I like, guess. Really? but like, meanwhile it was little miss extremo so this episode was all about religious extremism when it comes down she, to it but she she was like trying to have her cake and eat it too it seems like or not really because she felt pressured and she didn't think that she needed to be pressured, it seems like. Yeah, it was like she was having trouble balancing what she was being told by her community and her father and her church and growing up and becoming like a young woman and being out on her own and stuff yeah, like that. experiencing life. Yeah. 
So creepy preacher Jacob Carnes, the ghost, the hook man, he latched onto her because, well, you, you find out that her father gave her a necklace that was made from his hook after he was executed. In the shape of a cross that she yep. wore. He latched on through the, the cross and fed off of her, the, the internal conflict that she had. She grew up thinking that you had to be very religious and she had to be very modest. And then as she's growing up, she's having like feelings towards her boyfriend and her friend is really like encouraging her to be like more wild and stuff like that. And so he's, he's since he's latched on to her, he's like going after you know, anyone that goes against that. I just feel like, like if she really thought her friend was trying to make her feel wild, it was just like, I think her friend was trying to let her see that she can be just as attractive, dressed modestly, as well as being dressed provocatively. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And th- th- this is like an interesting conversation because she has a voice. She can say, and she could put her foot down. And she she yeah. did have a voice. She did say she didn't want to. But then she went ahead and she gave in. Why did she give in? Maybe because she did feel that pressure, but she is an adult and she should be able to say, I really don't want to wear this. Okay, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's not me, whatever. And and that's that. She's not a teenager. She's not a kid. Like she should be able to speak up for herself. Well, and I think that's what this episode was really about. It was like, when you're coming of age, how you have to learn to be able to do that somewhat. And yeah, to go back to like religious extremism, she was being like too extreme (laughs) and he was taking advantage of that, at least internally her thoughts. Do you remember when the roommate died on the wall and said, aren't you glad you didn't turn the light on? Mm -hmm. That was like very familiar to me. And that's straight out of The Legend of the Hookman, where like a female college student oh. returns to her dorm room late one evening and discover her room, her roommate. So wait, 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 you see, I did not know. Is this for real? Yeah, this is a real legend, The Hookman. Mm. I'm failing in looking up if some of these things are actual. I think all of them are based. That's one of the things that's really cool about the show. I think all of them are based off of like Rim stuff. Rim yeah. Too. Yeah. So I I took note of that, that that was on the wall. And I was like, oh, that's so creepy. They did their research. So that's good. Oh, yeah. I wrote down here that she was raised to believe if you did something wrong, you get punished. But I think that's what she said to Sam. And lo and behold, Reverend Sorensen is having an affair with a married woman. From their own church. Exactly. And that really set her off. Oh, boy. That solidified the theory. Because they were like, we think maybe, like, it's he's latched onto her somehow. And, like, mm-hmm. when she's telling Sam about how her father, she just got into a fight with her father and that he's having an affair with a married woman, all of a sudden the hook man comes and grabs the father right in front of them. And it's like, okay, that's definitely what's going that, on. That, that, okay. And I I guess you're the one that has the issues. So, oh my gosh. It is religious extremism, isn't it? Because yeah. it's, there's no need yeah. no need for it. There's no need for you to judge. Because that's what happened back in 1862. Like, the preacher Jacobs, he didn't like that there was a red light district. So he went on, like, a rampage and he killed 13, I'm saying prostitutes, because that's the term they use at the time, but sex workers. 
13 is quite the number too. Yeah, that's true. And he ends up going to prison and being executed. And then strangely, he <laughs> leaves all of his worldly possessions to the church, including his hook. I did like the end. They burn his body. That doesn't work. And then they realize, oh, it's the hook. And they figure out that when the hook and his possessions were donated to the church, they had the hook melted down. So they eventually figure out that it's Lori's necklace. And they go to burn it. And he, like, dissolves when he's, like, about to attack them. And I thought that was a cool scene. It was a cool scene. But it also reminds you that it was very much a, t- a sign of the time. Because, Yes. <laughs> What year was this again? This was like, whoa, okay. What's the next one? Do you want to go on to the next one? Yeah, we can go on to the next one. The next one is Bugs. That was a gross one. That one stressed me out. Yeah, yeah, it did. I I wasn't able to see that one in like one sitting. I saw like a little bit here and then a little bit there. So I think the effect wasn't there. But the bugs, I think because I, I did split it, it didn't have the same effect. It more like creeped me out. This one takes place in Oklahoma. They're building a new development. So it's like out in the middle of nowhere, kind of like they're building these houses. And one of the guys that's working on building the houses, he ends up falling into this hole. And basically he gets attacked by all these bugs. And that's what like, I think shook me more than like the hook man or like even Bloody Mary, because like you could easily fall into a hole like a little sinkhole and be trapped in there there's something about like that guy being in the hole and him screaming it's bugs going in his ears it was too realistic to me (laughs) but what about the shower scene on that one oh my god the graphic i was like oh my god yeah i was just about to say that speaking (sighs) of like the time like all the spiders coming all the spiders coming out and I'm like I think when they found one near the body was it near the body I don't remember but they found one like outside that was dead I was I, I just thought to myself that was just so fake <laughs> that looks like a yeah. really fake rubber <laughs> spider but what else are they gonna do are they gonna find like a real dead spider and, and put it there Exactly. I actually, like, when that part happened, I, like, took my glasses off and I was like, are my glasses, do they need clean? (laughs) (laughs) But those spiders, they did Linda, the real estate lady, dirty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This development basically has two houses that people live in. It has the main developer guy, his wife, and his son, who's really into bugs. And then poor Linda, the real estate lady. And she does not last very long. No. I think that's the whole point. But you said, since I don't have my notes, or I didn't take any notes, that this episode was was emotional. It it brought out a lot of emotions because the the main developer guy and his son did not get along. Like, they didn't understand each other. Like, the son was really into bugs, and the father gave him a hard time and, and stuff like that. And Sam really related to the kid, was like, oh, don't worry. Like, you'll be 18 to be able to get out of here. And, and Dean is like, what the F? Like, why yeah, are you Dean saying was that to him? Really insulted by that because for Dean, family is everything. And you would right. never, ever do that. Right. Right. And so right. it brought up a lot of issues with Sam and how he felt like he was being treated by Papa Winchester. 
but you know you have to be reminded of when they were helping a man oh, I, forgot, I forgot which episode it was I want to say episode three and that man said that all Papa Winchester would do is talk about you know Sam I mean not all he did was talk about Sam but he spoke highly of him yeah that was the plain you know? one yes 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 that is the one episode four but it's it's just not enough I think in knowing oh wow oh that makes me feel so good that my dad talked about me and then it's like you know Mm. weeks go by you still have all of that resentment whatever in you from so many years in the past it's not gonna like overnight get better so it would make sense that he's still saying the things that he's saying and Dean his, is reacting yeah. the way he is reacting. Sam doesn't know what his father was thinking or what he was doing and vice versa. There was just, right. I think Dean even says it like the, it goes two ways. It does. It does. And I think this, I think this is the episode where he talks about how John would go to the school and check in on Sam mm-hmm. and Sam didn't You're know right. about it. You're right. You're absolutely right, which would be something that Papa Winchester would do, because let's yeah. make sure that there aren't any, you know, supernatural things happening around my son. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, this episode is all about <laughs> bugs, and they have to figure out what is going on with the bugs. Like, why are the bugs all congregating and everything? First, they find where all the bugs are congregating, and they find bones, which is creepy. And they're like, okay, these are some old-ass bones. So they go to the university. The university guy was like, uh, as far as I know, there was nobody hanging out in this area. You should go over to the, and let's see if I can pronounce it right. I think it's the Yuckachi tribe. They're like, go see Joe. Joe will tell you what's up. Yep. And Joe was cracking me up because he was like, I don't like you. You're a liar. to Dean, but then he loves Sam. <laughs> Sam always has a different approach, which is yeah. mostly an honest approach. Yeah. But like, as Dean honest as he to could do. be. Yeah. Dean never knows what to do. I love Dean him when he's like, put in those awkward situations. Exactly. So I was like, Joe, I like you. Joe talks about how 200 years ago, there were people living here and that the Calvary came to relocate them. And it was on the spring equinox. But instead of really relocating them, they raided, they murdered, and they raped over six nights. And by the sixth night, everyone was dead. And so on that sixth night before he died, the chief whispered that if if any white man came to the land, nature would rise up and on the sixth night, all would be dead. And I was like, damn. Yeah, they were not playing. Yeah, they were not. They're protecting their land after all these years. So the boys figured that out. So yeah, it's like 200 years passes. Nobody happens to be here. And then this guy is like, oh, look at all this land. I'm going to make me some money. Fast forward. Dean and Sam realize now, oh, this is the the sixth night. We got to like save them. So they try to warn the sun. It's amazing how overnight seemed to happen right away. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I started watching that scene. I watched it several times. In the house, right? Stopping all of these bugs, trying the best they can. The bugs are just attacking. They're running upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, So all these bugs, like these and these termites. Like what time is it? Was it like three o'clock in the morning? Because the sun came out right away. That's what I'm trying to say. And I know it's a television show, but come on now. I know they're not going to be fighting all night long, but if I would assume that this would start happening at like 12 o'clock 
12 a.m. Right? I kind of thought 12 a.m. too. And then you got to last until, depending on the time of year, like maybe six o'clock. Right. And or yeah. Five, it's, does the sun come up at five? I'm sure the sun comes at five something at some point. Well, where is this again? This is Oklahoma. But and is it the summertime? Is it warm so out? Maybe when the sun it... is out longer because it was. I'm like, okay, listen, I, I it again. It's a television show. Oklahoma is farther down, so it, the sun probably does rise earlier. Okay. Oh, and it was the spring equinox. Well, I, you know, I don't know what that means. Occurs when the sun crosses the celestial equator, going south to north is called the celestial equator because it's an imaginary line in the sky above the earth's equator that's not telling me anything people is it longer days or what it's the most even roughly equal amounts of sunlight okay neither hemisphere is tilted more toward or away from the sun than the other that's what i was trying to say because like the the summer equinox is the longest day the winter equinox is the it's shortest, shortest day. day. And then the fall and the spring equinox are in between. Makes sense. But it, we still don't know when the sun is rising. So there goes that. We're stuck yeah. with the same answer that we had. Well, so it's April here when this we're was recording March, this. March 20th was spring equinox. So here in Pennsylvania, the sun comes up shortly after six. Right here too in new york City. so it's possible in oklahoma that it would come up like between five and six this episode ended up having a pretty happy ending because once they survived the night like it's like all's forgiven like the father and the son they come together and they're going to make more of an effort to understand each other and the bugs yeah and the bugs well and he's off the bugs he's not interested in the bugs anymore (laughs) Yeah, he needs to not be into bugs like that. I mean, you know, obviously we need people to be into bugs, but this was kind of different. He was just like, yeah. mess- like he wasn't educating himself on them. So was he, I feel like he was just using them to prank people just to get on his dad's nerves. And probably to fill his loneliness. Well, he was somewhat educating himself because he's the one that figured out that there was a bug issue. Uh, that is true. They saw, the guy saw him going into the woods and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, let me show you. And he's like, I've been tracking the bugs and they're all coming here. He did help. So it was nice. They came together. They always need someone's help. Yeah. I mean, not, not to say that they cannot do the job, but obviously the show would be whack if they would just figure everything out on their own without anyone's assistance, I think. Yeah. They're not an island of themselves. Do you have anything else to say about the bug episode? I do not. We Mm. shall move on. And this is actually perfect because the Mm. episode I have on in the background is starting. Just started and it is episode nine, Home. This was a great, I called it an emotional episode, a great emotional episode. Loretta Devine, she's like, I feel like she's like Hollywood gold. Like she's this classic actress that has indeed been everywhere. And that voice. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. You hear, you're like, oh, I know who that is. You don't have to see her. You know who she is. Yeah. Very distinct voice. Very. But I should probably say for our listeners, she has starred in, let's see, she was in Crash, Boston Public, Grey's Anatomy, obviously, uh, Days of Our Lives, Beyond Salem. 
I don't know what that is, girl. Days of Our Lives, Beyond Salem? Beyond Salem. I don't know what that is. I'm actually curious. It said miniseries. Now I'm very curious. Oh, my God. Doc McStuffins? Okay. Okay. She did a voice. Hattie. She played Hattie. Um, She's she's in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Medea's Big Happy Family for Colored Girls. I'm just trying to see real quick. Everybody Hates Chris. Girlfriends. And like I said, Crash, the movie Crash. She's just in so much stuff. She's been around since the freaking 80s. The preacher's wife, waiting to exhale. She was Gloria and waiting to exhale. Oh, Boom. that's right. There you go. That's that the one. Movie. That's the one. A lot of stuff. She's the, her first, the first thing here on IMDb, 1981. Okay. She's been around. Moesha. So yeah, Jackie's back. Clueless. Excuse me? Clueless. Okay. <laughs> Clueless, the TV series. Sorry. Uh, I was like, who is she in Clueless? <laughs> I know. Me too. I was like, what is going on here? Okay. Well, this episode is called Home and it's because... It starts off with Sam keeps dreaming of a woman in the home that they grew up in back in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, he he's like, oh, we have to go check this out because I keep dreaming about this lady in our childhood home and she's in trouble and we have to go help her out. And Dean and... is like, hells no. Dean yes. is like, no, 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 no. No. And then, then he pops up with, and I dreamt about Jess's death before oh, she yeah. actually died. And Dean's like, he knew this, but Dean did not. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the scene that's actually happening right now as I'm watching. Dean had swore that he would never go back to that house. And Sammy has to convince him. And this was like a really interesting episode because I didn't remember them reintroducing the parents this into the show exactly me too like i was surprised this this, this oh my god this episode in their house that they grew up in a single mom is living there with her daughter and her son and i really thought they were going to get into her background because she kept looking at her husband like yeah did he pass away was he abusive and she just had to leave in the middle of the night and she got this house like we never find out you don't really know. Yeah. I just assumed that he passed away. I, I, she, I thought that and maybe. He... If she was, if he was abusive, she probably wouldn't be like longingly looking at his picture, but you never know. I don't know. Well, I, but it was like a family picture. So it's just like yeah. maybe what could have been if he wasn't such a douchebag. That's, like, that's the way I was seeing it. So they're, they're in this house. They're trying to start over. She comes across a, a metal container in the basement that has pictures of the Winchesters, mm-hmm. which made me be like, did nobody live in the house all those years or did it just like chilled in the basement and nobody noticed that's it that's a really good question that's yeah. a really good question i mean maybe it was hidden away and she went downstairs and was just like sifting around she saw it pulled it out yeah left it there and this is me thinking a lot went about her business and then went back downstairs again and was like that's oh cool. what's, what's this let's see what's inside yeah and then uh what else oh the daughter so the daughter keeps thinking that there's like something in the closet yes and that was freaky because like this fiery figure comes out of the closet and you're like and that's when i stopped watching while i was in bed (laughs) (laughs) because you don't know what it is no no idea no idea and i was shocked after because i forgot i didn't remember i know like i was like how did i not remember that that's what was going on because you would think like it would have triggered a memory my immediate thought was it was what caused mary winchester to pass away okay yeah because at this point we don't know what is causing yeah we just assume it's something 
I saw fire. Yeah. She died of fire. Okay, that's what caused the fire. Yeah. Something that is itself fire. Well, we will we will say it was not. It was the not. fire. It was Mary Winchester herself. It was. Back. It was. And my oh my, was it so nice to see her with her long hair, looking a little bit yeah. younger. Yeah, she I'm looked su- good. Oh, I, like, I'm surprised her being Mary Winchester didn't try to bring down the fire faster so as not to scare the child. But maybe she didn't realize. No, she must have realized to some extent what was going on. Because if not, she wouldn't have been there trying to protect, you know, maybe she the just family hadn't... from. The, yeah. So so the, so basically, like, because of what happened to Mary Winchester, it opened the door for other bad beings to be in the house. Bad, yeah. malevolent spirits who, you know, were tr- event- essentially trying to kill the family. Even got the plumber's arm. Oh, my God. That scene was awful. Oh, my God. God, that was another one that I had to stop. I think that's the one where I stopped. Girl, I think I stopped a lot. I couldn't keep watching yeah. a lot. I put a frowny face next to my <laughs> note. Yeah, and it was a poltergeist. So it was an actual poltergeist that came. Because enter Missouri. Dun, dun, dun. Missouri Mosley. And then when they figured out that Missouri Mosley is an actual psychic, and maybe that's where the dad went, and they went to her that just that scene was just like oh hilarious. because yeah. what was it they in the journal it said missouri i thought like he went to talk he went to missouri Miss, i went to, he missouri went to missouri to find the truth or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. and so they're like missouri no how they came across or i don't remember i should say i'm almost was a there psychic but they figured it out and they went and she was just she treated them like it's if she's she's known them their whole lives and she probably did based off of what papa winchester was telling her about because i'm sure he saw her numerous times he did see her numerous times after the mom passed away so like telling dean he can't put his seat up on the coffee table or whatever it was he was like how did you know i was gonna do that like hello yeah so she was willing to help them out to go to the house to find out what exactly was going on in there yeah so she goes with the boys to try to help the family they have the family lead they have to put this stuff in the walls i wrote down poltergeist was not having it well i wrote down like before when they were checking things out she was in the closet i wrote in my note missouri get out of that closet because anytime she went she went into the closet two times so i don't know why i'm exaggerating but it felt like she was going in there a little bit too much and she needed to just get the heck out which closet was it was it the kids in closet the girls or mary? in the daughter's bedroom oh so maybe where she mary was, was sensing mary out. she was going really in there and now i just i was like oh my god the door's gonna close she's gonna be locked up in there even though i know she's gonna be okay because you know she comes well, back in oh future my episodes. god the um, oh my gosh the refrigerator scene? yes i wrote that down too i was like as a parent of a child yeah at that around that age well, maybe he was a little bit younger i don't fridge, know and it, it locked up but let me tell you something i don't know if you noticed that when the mother went back the lock was hanging and she I picked it up and, she put it in. and i was like come on y'all you couldn't just put the lock so, because the kid was in the fridge yeah. so they probably couldn't do that but um, like for people that weren't paying attention, when the door closes, you see that child lock mm-hmm. lock. Mm-hmm. And that's how she notices when she comes back in. All of a sudden, it's not locked. And she, like, goes and sees it's not locked and opens the refrigerator and the kid is in there. The kid is in there and, she, you know, well, the milk is, is uh, spilling. 
and she oh, yeah. opens goes to open the door because it was locked. It wasn't locked. But Lord have mercy. I was just freaking out. I was, so stressful. It, it was it's, a stressful episode. And it's an emotional episode because, you know, Dean is remembering what whatever little he, I mean, he was four years old. I don't know how much he remembers, but he seems to be remembering a lot. Oh my gosh. I just made a connection. Dean owned, or not Dean, John had a auto shop. Oh, he did? Did well, he work so, at an auto shop? So the guys, they go to talk to this mechanic who worked with their dad like the dad and him I think own the shop or something and the reason I say that is because in the Winchesters John's mom owns an auto shop in Lawrence Kansas so I wonder if it's the same shop it might be a little connection here yeah because after Mary dies if I'm remembering correctly I haven't viewed it right now John sells his part of the shop or whatever to the guy so they're coming and talking to him to see if they can figure out any clues or anything to their dad. And, oh, that's what it is. I think that he says something about John going to see a psychic. And that's when they realize they're looking through a there phone book that Zori's the psychic. There we go. They're so smart because I wouldn't put two and two together. I would have gotten in the car and gone to Missouri and figured it out. They're smart kids. Yeah, like Dean's looking at the notebook now. I should have had the subtitles on so I could have seen what they were saying. <laughs> oh, well. But we now we have Missouri in our lives. She's about to enter. And she's someone who, like I said before, has been visited by Papa Winchester. So she knows, she, she knows the game. She knows everything about them. Mm-hmm. And she treats them as she's as though she's an auntie. And exactly. she, she helps them out to the very bitter end. And, but interestingly, when they thought that they took care of everything in the house by like what you were saying, punching holes in the wall in the four corners of the home to get the spirit out, Sammy still sensed something was there. When Missouri didn't sense, like exactly. Missouri thought the house was clean mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Sam could sense something so interesting and it like reminds me of like he's always seemed to have a connection more of a connection than dean with supernatural or is it just me well i'm now i'm trying to remember do we find something out in later seasons about that like why there has to be i think it has to to do with the night that his mother died yeah okay because if yeah if you go back to that there's someone in the room looking down at Sammy that the right. mother sees. Right. If I'm remembering correctly. Isn't it a Lucifer? No, it's not. No, Lucifer. it's not. It's, it's the not yellow Lucifer. eyed. The yellow eyed creature. The yellow eyed demon. I think he did something to Sam in that crib. I think that's what she was walking in on. But I, I can't remember. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. 14 and a half years later. Um <laughs> We'll, we'll get there eventually but it's, well, it's interesting to watch it like kind of having seen the whole series and then going back and back being like, yeah seeing like the beginnings of things yes yes yeah now I shouldn't complain because it's, it's it's actually good to go back and, and watch it and it, it yeah. wasn't that long ago that the show ended so it's still kind of kind yep. of in fresh in my brain which is yeah still, you know full of cobwebs what else? I wrote emotional episode, but I didn't necessarily say 
what was emotional about it. I mean, I thought it was just pretty obvious. They're going back to their home. For Dean, it's a yeah. lot of memories. It's seeing family photos also that they hadn't seen before that they didn't know that was was missing. It was just there in the in the basement waiting it's, for them. Yeah, it's confronting your past. It definitely is. For for Sammy, it was confronting a past that he doesn't even remember. It was baby. Yeah. Yeah, because you remember that Dean mentions that he carried Sam out of the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Sam was like, you did? I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. Sam's learning things and Dean's confronting things that he didn't want to. And and I feel like it's such deja vu in a sense because like, well, not deja vu. I don't know how to explain it, but like Dean told Sammy, like, grab the kids and go, but you know yeah was told to dean i can't remember who if it was it was john john, john Papa said Winchester, take your brother and, and, and go. go outside yeah. yeah so he of course is taking on the role of his father and there's another fire and there's another fire on a fun note i noticed i noticed this in other episodes too but then this episode was the episode that i wrote it down dean loves to make jack nicholson references have you caught that I may not know a lot of Jack Nicholson, so sorry. I love Jack Nicholson. I think he's a riot in some of his, like, later shows, um, movies. You're going to have to educate me. I should have wrote them down. Like, well, he makes a lot of, like, The Shining references, and I think Mm -hmm. he made some, like, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest references and stuff like that. Well, going forward, if you want, you can. We'll add it to to the guest stars. He could be um, a character in his own, all the Jack Nicholson references. The, before we get, yeah. you know, well, we have to get back to reality, I suppose. I, I wrote down, and I don't know why I wrote this down, as hard as Dean is, he loves hard, too. He and, really does. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly it. I don't remember why I said that. He Because, you know, he's the tough guy, right? So he, he, he with that intense, the, the intensity that is within him. Like, how can I explain it? You you understand. Yeah. This ties in with what I was about to say. When Mary does, like, show herself, mm. the intense freaking look on Dean's face when he goes, Mom, mm. and he, like, just mm. stares at her with, like, fearing oh. into her. But then I wrote down, I feel like Mary gave Dean the shaft. <laughs> Because I don't know if you remember. She just went straight to. She just went straight to Sammy. She yeah, and touched Sammy on the face while Dean was right there, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Poor Dean. Yeah. Because as and that goes into like he loves so hard, and then he gets like let down constantly. Yeah, I got so emotional. You talking about that? Because oh my god, he's an aggrieved man. He's an aggrieved. Hello. Give us our aggrieved man. Oh. Goodness gracious. Oh, Dean. Dean is aggrieved. You I just have to say for the listeners, Gracie is wiping her eyes right now. <laughs> it's an emotional, like, I wrote emotional episode. I couldn't remember why. And then here you are telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, as you said, he got freaking shafted. I was thinking the he same did. thing. I'm like, can you acknowledge your other child, your firstborn? Like, come on now. Who actually remembers you? like Sammy not to what is it belittle him or and his feelings and stuff like that because he never had a mom essentially yeah oh my goodness just Mm -mm. need to if we have Jensen Ackles if we ever meet you oh she's in the closet right now we're probably gonna like bear hug you and you're gonna be like what the hell (laughs) there's one other thing we get 
Mr. John Winchester gets introduced in this episode. Oh, yes. Which I didn't remember him being in this episode either. I, like, blocked out so many episodes. Heather, it was a long time ago. You can't remember every single detail. But I wrote down. Missouri was not happy with him. Well, that's, yeah, I wrote down that Missouri said, John Winchester, I could just slap you. Yes. 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 And it would have been very well deserved if she actually did it. Do you know how close they were? They're looking. He knows that that they're looking for him. Oh, yeah. Like fast forward two episodes, we you know we know a little bit more. But that was frustrating. I didn't write this down, but I just saw it a little while ago while it's playing in the background. Like. Dean leaves his father a message and even without oh having the sound God. on like his facial expression yes. like he's about to cry yeah, he is and that that's what that, it, that's I think maybe that's when I wrote down as hard as Dean is he loves hard too yeah he tries to be true. so tough but he cares too much mm-hmm. he cares too much as he should it's family and that's always been his thing family 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 and this is the job and you know this is what we have to do and blah 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 like he's always as out there as he is with his ideas and things to do and whatnot he follows the rules very much yeah if he has to do what he has to do he goes out of his way but he is for a cause he's a good soldier yes 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 We've mentioned that. Soldier boy. Soldier Soldier boy. Boy. That was all I had for this one. Episode 10, Asylum. This one starred. Let me get into that right away. Nicholas de Agosto, who's been on Criminal Minds, Gotham, Masters of Sex, and Brooke Nevin, who I just wrote a lot of Christmas movies. (laughs) Because I think I was tired by that point. Is she the main, what is her name? Cat. She's there Kat. you go. Yes, cats. She looks awfully familiar, but I just wrote down yeah. that she was in a lot of Christmas movies. That's all I kept saying. This was like kind of a twist on the asylum because usually you think of the patients being mm-hmm. murderers and stuff and haunting because of that. It's Roosevelt Asylum. They go there because they read that a cop went to the asylum because some kids were going there. He came home and he killed his wife and then himself out of the blue and so they go to investigate and they find out that that seemed like suspicious <laughs> so they go to the asylum to investigate and they find out that Samuel Elliott was the chief of psychiatry and that there was a riot in the south wing back in 1969 and that Dr. Elliott's body was never found it was set in Rockford Illinois okay thank you you're welcome see we're a good team Turns out Dr. Elliot was a fucking asshole. Of course. Of course. So he decided that he was going to experiment on the patients with uh, rage therapy. So he goes and creates all of these like poor patients now are like full of rage and haunting the asylum. And they just want to talk. Yeah. They don't want to attack. They want to talk. They, they want to whisper to them. Yeah. And I, that's I why was... they were so perplexed because they were like, wait, did they, ch- they're not attacking us. They're trying to like whisper in our ears. Yeah. Like, what's happening? like what the heck? And I, I actually found it weird because it wasn't that long ago. Like you would see something like an asylum and stuff like that from maybe like the early 1900s. And this was more recent, so I just found it odd. Like, this was happening. Yeah, I would actually have to look this up because I think that a lot of state asylums closed down in the 70s. 
This one, this one said 1972. Uh, yeah, it was a thing because then all these state asylums closed down in the 70s. And then there was really no place for the people that were institutionalized to go. And so it created large populations of homeless people with mental health issues. Of course. Yeah. And here we are today. I'm not educated show. enough to go any further than that. But if people are interested, they should look into that. That's like crazy. Because like as bad as the asylums were, there wasn't really a transition into something else. So. It's really frustrating. Like, where's the responsibility? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be an issue. You, they're there for a reason. Why don't you work things out instead of shutting things down? Transition into, like, different kind of housing and stuff. Yeah. Therapy, whatever. Yeah. Turns out his body was there the whole time, and he was experimenting on the people that would come into the asylum. So even his ghost wanted to try to experiment. So he would zap you so that you would be put into this rage. The ghost is making them so angry. They go crazy and kill people. That got dicey there for them. Mm -hmm. One of the things I thought was really funny. Well, I liked that they kind of flipped the script a little bit where where they were like, oh, do you know how to use a gun? And the stupid boyfriend was like, what? No. And Kat was like, I do. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. she like took control. And then I I loved it when she goes, Gavin, if we make it out of here, we are so breaking up. And I was like, good for you. Yes, yes. He thought he was so smooth bringing her to the asylum. That's not a place to take somebody on a date. Like, hello, grow up. Because they're like older. Wait, or were they teenagers? I think they were teenagers. It's stupid. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. Oh, my gosh. I forgot something really important. I misspoke. They did not read about the cop killing the wife and then himself. The father, the father sent, got, it to sent the, the coordinates. Yes, yes, yes. Because I wrote down Dean's extreme loyalty, good little soldier, because Sam is like, it's just some random number is going to send you coordinates and you're going to be like, oh, that's dad. We have to go. Mm-hmm. And Dean is like, dad's giving us an order. Always. Yeah. Like forever. Like he has drank the John Winchester Kool-Aid. He is mm-hmm. extreme loyal mm-hmm. to the end. Definitely. Where Sammy has like that questioning. Oh, and that's it. why he bumped heads with his father. Yeah. They had to find the body of Samuel Elliott and kill him. Oh, so it was interesting that they found out about, or not Elliot, Samuel Ellicott. They found out about <laughs> Dr. Ellicott by his son. Sam goes into a therapy session. And yes. uh, he asked about him and stuff like, if I could only be a fly on that wall. <laughs> because the doctor is like, no, we're going to, let's talk about your brother and this road trip that you're on. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's definitely, that's why I said, like, they need therapists. Yeah. They are in need of therapists. And then the only thing else that I wrote down was that final scene, the phone rings. And it's Papa Winchester on the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm, what a way to mm-hmm. end an episode. Exactly. It's a good show. Like the momentum is definitely going and it keeps mm-hmm. you hanging. Like those cliffhangers are like good, you know? Yeah. Um, this one, I was just like, oh my gosh, Papa's on the phone. Mm-hmm. What's he going to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't blame you whatsoever. But I'm excited. I like... I'm loving rewatching this. Um, I am too. Like I said so... before, it's it's interesting how like some of the episodes, I'm, I have no recollection of ever seeing this. 
I have no idea what's going on. And then other episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. I wonder how many episodes I'm going to be like, oh, that's, I remember that particular scene so fresh in my mind because it stood out so much. It happens once in a blue moon, believe it or not. I actually remember things. The next two episodes we're going to discuss, I feel like are going to be like that. I'm really excited to watch them. I remember just from the thumbnails, I was like, oh, I know that episode, but do I? I'll have to watch and find out if I remember, actually remember it. Memory, so let's see. But I really feel like there's going to be like certain things that's just going to, like even now, like I have images of certain scenes with certain people. Everyone, tell us what you think. Have you been watching along with us? What did you think about these episodes? Are you super excited for the next batch? Let us know. Yeah. (laughs) And then don't forget to follow us on Instagram if you want to give us some caffeine because we really need it. You can buy us a coffee. Follow us and like and rate our our podcast, all that stuff. And we are now on Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're on Google Podcasts. Yeah. We, We figured out how to put ourselves on there. Still trying to figure out Apple. One oh, of these days. Whole, that's a whole nother discussion. One of these days will be on Apple. So, <laughs> so thanks for listening to Gavin. Gavin. We're Gavin. We're Gavin. We're Gavin. We're Gavin. We're Gavin. We're Gavin.